Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome back to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club, a show where I tell guests a mystery story and they try and guess the solution. I am your host, Caitlin McCluskey, and today I am joined once again by my now roommate, Charlotte Martin. Hi! <laughs> so so I've been away for the last month, and that is because Charlotte and I were moving into a new apartment, and uh, we needed some time to get settled. Yes, that is correct. Um, we, we spent, I spent a lot of time on Facebook Marketplace looking for furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved a lot of furniture. Mm-hmm. We cleaned, kind of? Not really. Mm, not really. What else did we do? What took so long? Decorated? Um, yeah, unpacking. Um. Oh, right. I forgot. And we're, you know, a job. I think I blanked that out of my memory. We had to pack, and then we had to <laughs> unpack. <laughs> and then you had to move all the boxes. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So that took a lot of time, and then I just also had a little bit of a mental health break. But we're back for May, mm-hmm. and it also is the one-year anniversary of the show. Of COVID, what? <laughs> that was a couple months ago. I know. I think officially it's May 5th was the first episode release last year. With me? 2020, with Charlotte. And so I had to have Charlotte back for the for the official one-year anniversary show. I'm also just here, so... Yeah, it's much easier. Anyways, <laughs> to celebrate the one-year anniversary, I am holding a contest on Instagram for any listener that has thought to themselves that they would love to be a guest on this show and try and solve a mystery... Uh, there's a contest on Instagram where you can comment on one of the posts. It's I think I put words in the po- picture that say podcast contest. Um, and you can, anyone who comments on that can be entered in to win, uh, I guess, win a spot. Be the, the winner will be, can come on the show with me as, as long be as guess. they're still, yeah, they're still comfortable with that. So just, yeah, find, if you go to Instagram, find that post. If, if you don't have Instagram and this is something you wanted to enter, I'm also fine with you emailing me. The email for the show is TuesdayNightMysteryClub at gmail.com. I think those are the only two ways you could contact me. But uh, if you don't have Instagram, feel free for that. What else? Oh, I've mentioned this before, but it kind of started right before I, I took my break. Um, but I've started making character lists for the show. Um, Charlotte doesn't have a great one yet because I was too busy this week. Even though I am a Patreon supporter of the $1 <laughs> level, thank you. Uh, Charlotte will get a proper Patreon character list this month, this coming Monday hmm. when the show is released on Patreon. Uh, but it's a character, it's a, it's a normally, I, Charlotte and I are looking at the character mm-hmm. list I wrote up for and it's not nicely formatted, but it's normally a very well formatted character list with short descriptions of each character so it's easier to follow along. If that sounds interesting to you, something you would enjoy to have during the, your, your listenings to this podcast, you can check out patreon.com slash Tuesday Night Mystery Club and support at any level. Um, the character list is is available to anyone there. Oh, oh, I got one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that I live with Charlotte, it was really difficult to not tell her about this book ahead of time. But I have heard her discussing it out loud. I don't like it. Yeah, no, don't know if we want to say that. She's not a fan. It's, it's just long. These, okay, let me introduce the book. So today we are discussing Dead Cold by Louise Penny. It is the second book in her Inspector Gamache series, and as I've been told online, and I've kind of discovered myself, these books are very sequential. So the all the character, not all the characters, but the characters, 
are from Three Pines. They kind of, some of them stay the same. Also, some are new additions. People come from outside of the town. The inspector, Gamash, he is the same guy. And I like that aspect of the story. Like, it's based in Quebec, Canada. I like that. I think that's fun since we're from here to kind of like, I can be like, oh, I know where that, I know where Montreal is. Like, and then the lower townships or eastern townships or whatever they're called. But it's long. It's very long. There's a lot more detail that I'm used to. And there's like, because it's a, the storyline follows from each book, there's this, these these storylines that are happening throughout the books that aren't specific to the story that I feel like I need to cut out because they're not, it would just take forever for me to talk about it. So to, to, to a good point, um, if you read this book, there would be a lot of new info for you probably, even after you listen to this podcast, because mm. I've cut out a lot. Mm-hmm. And you also made me go back and listen to the other Louise Penny. Thank you. Yes. Um, if if you have not listened to already, or even if you have and it was a while ago, episode 10, Still Life, is um, the first in the series of the Inspector Gamache series. Mm-hmm. And um, I would highly recommend, if you haven't listened to it, that you go listen to that first, because that gives a kind of more detailed introduction mm-hmm. to the main um, Three Pines characters. And it might help with some of like the storyline build up throughout these episodes. Yeah, and I will say it was fun um, knowing because I, I remembered who had done it. Mm-hmm. So it was fun listening to one again and going, oh, okay, so the, the pieces are kind of there. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, to pick it up. I think it's going to be the same with this one of I don't know how easily guessable it is. Okay, I'm ready. But it also could be. Like, it's kind of, it's one of those yeah. ones where I feel like you're either. Personally, gonna... I thought re-listening to the last one like re-listening to still life i was like "Mm, i don't know if you would have like i think the motive was a little Mm. unclear personally like i could see the the puzzle pieces but it was like only because i knew that those were right important i i don't know but i do okay these are my things i'm gonna focus on for Mm -hmm. this one motive Okay, they're like the obvious ones, but the things I don't ever do. Motive, mm-hmm. opportunity, I'm going to write these down. Motive, this will be coming back throughout this. Opportunity, there's something else, but I forget. Well, to say, oh, uh, means, means is the way. Or is opportunity and means the same? I don't know. I swear there's three things. I was watching a lot of um, Law and Order over, over Christmas, and <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, if it comes to you later, you can let us know what the third one is. Unless it is means. I can look it up. Are you ready to get started? I am. Okay, so as I said, this is Dead Cold by Louise Penny. This book was first published in 2006. So Louise Penny is still publishing today, I think. No, it is means. I think she, her last book came out in September or August or something like that. But so kind of fairly recent. We start by meeting Cece de Poitiers, who is, she's, she's having an affair with her husband. Let's just start there. So you can, not a great person already. Not with her husband, with someone else. With someone else. A- affair on her husband with Saul Petrov, who happens to be her photographer. Oh, hold on. I'm going to make a little like web of how people are related. Okay. I like this. Um, so, so Saul is her photographer for, um, I think... The main purpose is she's written a book, and so he's he's taking pictures for that. But I think there's more than that. Like, she's trying to create this whole... Um, she gets described as, like, Martha Stewart at one point. Like, you know how Martha Stewart has, like, an empire, it feels yeah. like? Like, she does home decor and cooking and whatever. Like, mm. that seems to be 
where Cece de Poitier is trying to go. But they, she, like, she's a bad person. Like, just everything she's doing. And Saul's not that much better. He kind of, Saul is describing it as he, like, how he used to be happy. And then he met Cece de Poitier and they just bring out the worst in each mm. other. Um, so Saul might have been a good person once. And he might be again if he ever leaves Cece de Poitier. But being together, they just, they're, they're no good. And they both hate each other too. Like, they're in this affair just because... Cece really likes him as a photographer and is not going to give that up until she doesn't need him anymore and then she'll get rid of him first chance she gets so Cece is also self-publishing her book because no publisher would publish it Mm. because no one was interested and her book is called Be Calm Mm. which she is not but that's the whole thing and it's a very self she's very self-centered of like how important she is the book is kind of about her like her this spirituality that she thinks is important she calls it li bien mm-hmm. and it's she says that like feng shui is a thing of the past which i'm this gets brought up later and someone goes yeah because it was created a really long time it, like it is old and no one's heard of li bien so meanwhile cc's daughter Cree, and this is i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it oh so okay. her name is spelled c-r-i-e and so when i first read it, i was like what is this name? Is it Suri? Because I was like, Suri is a real name, so maybe it's Suri. But then um, all the teachers at and kids at her school call her Brie, like the cheese behind her back, because she's pretty fat. That's me. Yeah, they're they're horrible to this girl. Like, just awful, awful. Um, so that's why I think her name is Cree. Mm-hmm. Still a pretty bad name. It gets compared to, like, Cry mm-hmm. later in the book of people going, who would name their kid Yeah, that? it's C-R-I-E, not like the indigenous people Cree C-R-E-E yeah. yeah but I what do you think I think Cree yeah they're calling her Brie yeah that's my that's my take so she's getting ready for her school's Christmas pageant that happens every year and normally she refuses to get on stage like she doesn't mm-hmm. want to sing even though I think she is like she's a decent how old, singer how old do we say 12 13 okay. um and but this time she is singing. Normally she would do the lights for the for the pageant. So like she'd be backstage. Um, but this year she wants to impress her mother because mm-hmm. you can you get this feeling of like she's constantly looking to impress her mother and she never gets the support from probably either of her parents that she needs. So she she goes into like she's been on a quote unquote diet for the last month and she's like sure her mother's gonna be able to tell when she's up on stage. It's not a healthy relationship. Very unhealthy relationship and. So that's that's kind of going on simultaneously. And then the third thing that's going on at the same time is Clara and Myrna, mm. who are two members from our Three Pines cast from the previous story story and will continue in future stories, likely. That is that is the thing of like the Three Pines, as we saw in the last book. This is a spoiler if you haven't listened to that podcast, but you should have you should go you should pause now and go listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um Ben, who is from Three Pines, yeah. is the murderer. So it sounds like some of the Three Pines cast will continue and some of them won't. Okay. They'll fall off throughout the... Were Clara and Myrna related at all? Um, no. So Clara okay. Clara and her husband, Peter Moreau. Mm-hmm. Myrna is the um, uh, bookshop owner. Okay. And she was... She was friends with Jane, she, right? Uh, no, with a... Everyone was friends with Jane, though. Okay. Myrna is a black therapist she quit mm-hmm. she quit doing therapy because she thought the job was so draining so claire and Myrna are driving to montreal to do their christmas shopping and this is now two holiday seasons after jane's death mm-hmm. so jane from the last book that died in the fall 
they had the one Christmas right after where everyone was still sad. And now we're on to two Christmases after. So they're doing the, the kind of the point is, is that you'll remember, or I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but <laughs> Jane left all her money to Clara. Yeah. So uh, the first, the first year she just, she felt like she couldn't spend it because she felt so guilty that she had mm. inherited it. But by year two, Myrna had been like, Jane would, Jane wanted yeah. you to spend this money. She like, gave you the money. If, if, if she had given it to me, I know how to spend it, <laughs> you know? So, so Clara's like now into the yes we're going to buy Christmas gifts because her and her husband, Peter, normally just make each other things or go dumpster mm. diving because they didn't have any money. Because they're all artists. Because they're all artists. But now they have money. And so she's like, yeah, we're going all out. And so I think she's going to get him a watch or something. Mm. So we go back to Cece and Saul. And she is thinking about Christmas and Three Pines. So we find out that Cece has had been waiting five years to buy a house mm. in Three Pines. And then when the murder had happened and the old Hadley house had gone up on the market, no one had wanted it. It had been super cheap. No one would even look at it. But Cece jumped. So she bought Jane's house. She bought Jane's house. But the murder didn't happen in the house. Oh, but then I forgot about all the paintings and stuff and everything. Yeah. Was it Jane's house? Or wasn't the old Hadley house different than Jane's house? Oh, this was a... What was it? Ben's house? Ruth's... Who was the other one that got murdered? The one that had cancer. It was Ruth, right? No, Ruth. I don't remember. Oh. Ruth is still around. No, you're right. Who was that? Because she was the first Ben's first murder. Yeah, but that was forever ago. But yeah, it, but Ben was living in the old Hadley house. Because that was his mom. Yeah. Okay, so not bought Jane's house, bought Hadley house. Oh, why can't we think of her name? I literally just listened to this. It's been a while for me, so I'm not going to be too hard on myself. <laughs> okay, so bought a house that a murder had happened in mm-hmm. that no one wanted. Yeah, and the, the, this woman had been murdered, but then Claire had like gone on to be kidnapped and almost killed in. Oh, in that house. Yeah. Uh, okay, got it, got it, got it. So the whole the whole village is like, oh, doesn't yeah. want to go near this house, but mm-hmm. C.C. de Poitiers buys and, it. And Ben, they were like, it was a big house, right? Because they were like, yeah, they the owned all the stuff. Yeah, they were hey, the rich I'm people. Looking up what this kid character's name was. Okay. Um. So so, Cece's thinking about this and how it basically she's gonna take over the town and like change everything to make it quote unquote Yikes. better. Yikes. So she is again like you really don't like this woman. They're laying it on thick, and you're kind of going, if this woman doesn't get murdered, I'm gonna be mad. Um. You only say that in a mystery book. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Cree has gone on stage at the pageant, and we know that Cece is at a hotel with Saul at this point. Ugh, so, so Cece sad. is not in the, Cece's not in the audience, so Cree is frozen in place, she realizes her mom didn't show up, and it's, you know, clearly, like, this has been months in the making of her dreaming about this day when she's going to impress her mother. So, in the hotel... Does, does Cree kill her mother? <laughs> 12 to 13. Yeah. Like I said, much more law and order. <laughs> so, um, uh, Cece is going over her Libyan philosophy with Saul, and he's like pushing all her buttons because he thinks it's all ridiculous, and he's read the book and thought, thinks it's terrible, and so knows how to like upset her. And she's talking about her Libyan ball. And so that's like how this whole... It's like the only thing that she has left of her mother. Like ball as in like a physical ball? I think it's like a glass ball. Okay. And um, that ties into how the philosophy came to be... I don't... It's confusing. 
So after finishing her their shopping, Clara and Myrna head for Ogilvy's. I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. That's a place though, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a famous, I think, department store mm. or bookstore. Something. Ogilvy's bookstore. <laughs> it's a bookstore. And Ruth, their neighbor and friend, is doing a book signing. She's just come out with a new mm-hmm. book of poems called um, I'm Fine. Be calm. I'm fine. There's a lot of those, aren't there? So we jump back. Cece is now alone in the hotel and she's continuing to think about Christmas. And there, she's gone back to her childhood where mm-hmm. um, she was living with her mother and it was Christmas time and mm-hmm. this Libyan ball had rolled towards her. I think, and her mom was having this like huge fit, like crying and screaming. And she knew that she, Cece knew if she didn't calm her mother down, they would take her away mm-hmm. and she would have to go live with basically strangers like probably mm. foster care system or maybe with relatives uh but she she kind of was thinking ahead but she took too long and the neighbors have come to the house mm. and her mother that was the last time she saw her mother that's sad and i wouldn't so, have kept the libyan ball i would have smashed, smashed it. it well that's it's the only thing she has left so who knows what all that mm. happened to anything else so then we meet some new characters at the book launch in mm. that ruth's book launch so we have Emily Longpre, Kay Thompson, and Beatrice Mayer. And they're all like older women. Sorry, Emily. Emily. Emily Longpre, Mm -hmm. Kay Thompson, Mm -hmm. and Beatrice Mayer. Okay. And they're like the three older women from Three Pines. And so they're just one of their, the older generation, basically, of friends that grew up in Three Pines. All the usual characters are also at the book launch. So we have hmm. uh, Clara, Myrna, uh, Gabri, Olivier, that are from the from the previous book as well. So they're around, and so they're they're talking with Ruth and talking about her book, and they notice that Cece. Oh wow! I thought you said Amy Lee, but it's Emily. I wrote it down as Amy. Lee. Oh well, it's French, so I just didn't yeah. do the proper accent. Amy? I gotcha, gotcha. I was like, I don't see Amy Lee on here. Oh, we can call her Emily. That's fine. We can anglicize this this I dish. Know. I like Emily. I forgot to say I'm drinking my Christmas tea in celebration of this story. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a little... I had a maple. Oh, Canada maple. There you go. This is a Canadian story. Oh, wow, we nailed it on wow. this tea drinking morning. So on purpose. It's not my favorite tea. <laughs> I don't drink my Canadian tea a lot because I have to save it for the whole year. Hmm. Even though... Me your Christmas tea. My, what did I say? You said Canada tea. My Christmas tea. Yeah, that's what I meant. My Christmas tea. So they notice that Cece's book is nearby while they're mm. talking to Ruth. Her book called Be Calm. Mm-hmm. And this turns out to be the same name as Mother... Oh, so Beatrice Mayer, everyone calls her Mother B or just Mother. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of go with that as well because that's how she's written about. So Mother B's studio, uh, or what's it called? Her... Oh, what would you call it? Like spiritual center, okay. yoga studio, that kind of thing is also called BCOM. So there's some, there's already a little bit of a riff going on because this book is so ridiculous and it's called BCOM. And so I think mother kind of feels like. Okay, you don't need it. It's like things would be. It's a book and then your spiritual center. So remember, Cece has been living in Three Pines. Oh, right. Last, and she also wants to take over. For the last year. So I think some other things have happened that we're not clear on yet. Right. We'll see. But I, Cece's not a great person, so we can imagine she might have done some crappy things to 
to the people in the town already. Yeah. And we find another another one of them on, on her way out as they're leaving. Claire decides she's going to get some food. There's a homeless woman sitting outside of the bookstore. Mm-hmm. And on her way down the escalator, Cece is coming up or mm-hmm. vice versa. And we catch it from Cece's point of view. They both make eye contact. And um, Clara had given Cece her portfolio, her art portfolio, mm-hmm. to show to. Apparently, Cece had contacts, which it could be true or not. Uh, she's lying about her contacts because she's so, mm-hmm. I don't know, egotistical, narcissistic, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she is clearly... We're taking this... They're not saying this, but we're taking it in. Cece is jealous of Clara's art and how beautiful mm. it is. Okay, and are just jealous of Clara in general and so wants to put her down. So when she sees Clara, she just turns to the first person she sees on the escalator and addresses them as this famous studio, art studio guy, and um, says, oh, I agree with you. It is so childish. Her art is so childish, <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. On purpose that Clara hears this. Right. So crushes Clara yeah. because her we know her art is like not it's not famous yet but there's mm-hmm. all this talk in the books of like it's Clara just didn't know yet how famous her art was going to be mm-hmm. so that's coming that's in a future story yeah so that's coming in a future story I think Van Gogh only sold like one painting in his lifetime I think it's going to come in her lifetime but yes mm-hmm. yeah you're right it could it just takes a while maybe it's not Van Gogh maybe it was someone else so Claire brings this this food out to this woman, and as she stoops down to ask if the woman is all right, it's this this woman had like vomited on her as she was entering the bookstore, so maybe not doing great. Just wrapped up in all these layers of clothes and newspaper. Vomited on herself or vomited on Clara? On Clara. Gosh. So she gives her the food, asks if this woman's all right, and the woman grabs her arm and pulls her close and goes, "I've always loved your art, Clara." Oh, that's weird. So Clara gets into the car with Myrna and kind of tells her what happens. And Clara's kind of religious or fairly religious and goes, I think that was God. Okay. Like, I don't, I've never seen this woman before. Her dad homeless lady, brackets, God. Mm-hmm. So that's Clara's opinion. And it's kind of like whether you believe her or not. But it's, it's kind Actually, of... A, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, it's kind of a theme throughout the book. I'm not going to touch on it as much as the book does. But the, these books are kind, they do have a lot of Christian ties to them. Mm. It is Christmas. <laughs> but more more than that, like there's a lot of talk about like what who is who is God and mm-hmm. what is God and what does it mean to you? So soon it is Christmas Eve and the this was the I think the twenty second that they had gone into Montreal. Mm-hmm. Soon it's Christmas Eve and the whole town is assembled for a church service. The the Christmas Eve church service. And they're singing, they're singing, whatever, and then everyone kind of hears this beautiful voice coming from the back <gasps> of the church and ends up being Cree. But after the church service, her mother lays into her about how it's so embarrassing. Everyone was staring at her. Her voice is so terrible. Just lays into her. And the whole town is uncomfortable and thinking like, no, her voice was beautiful. But no one steps in to help. So from there, everyone makes their way to M's house or Emily. Um, M's house for the party and there's lots of food and treats and the gang's all there you know all the usual suspects of Three Pines not Cece and her family they're not invited or wouldn't want to go one or the other and someone has brought Cece's book or maybe Emily oh, bought no. it bought it at the bookstore and so it's sitting mm-hmm. on the table and um, so they're kind wait, of wait wait pause who's Cece's husband um, so we haven't met Cece's husband yet okay 
We're getting to him. It's Richard. Does everyone know about, like, her affair with Saul? Or is it a secret? It's secret. Okay. You know, how secret is it? Right. Does the husband know? It's I just mean, like, does the town know? Like, yeah. Oh, I know. The town doesn't know. Because okay. she, she only comes to Three Pines for the weekends. Otherwise, she's in Montreal. But she, she still owns the house. Yeah, she still owns the house. Okay. But I don't think, like, Saul's not coming to this house. Yeah, I got him. Yet. Ooh. Or never. We'll see. <laughs> So they, someone has Cece's book, um, they've started reading it and laughing at it a bit and making fun of these like ridiculous mm-hmm. notions of hers. And this really upsets mother and so she ends up leaving. And so again, mm-hmm. we're getting the sense of like, there's there must be more to this, this story between mother and Cece. So as they do every year, mother and Kay... Do you think mother is Cece's mother? I'm just... I'm theorizing. Yeah, you got, gotta get those guesses out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe a little on the nose, but why not? Keep it in keep it in mind. So as they do every year, mother and Kay sleep over at M's house after this this Christmas Eve party, and they all seem upset, sad or slash sad. Like they're lying mm-hmm. in their beds and kind of like thinking just like they're not in a good mood. And it seems I think um from M M's perspective, she's there's something that's gone on in her mm. past that makes Christmas Eve not a great mm. time. But then I think one of the women is thinking about how um, she should have done something about Cree. Like, why didn't she step in? Mm-hmm. So the next morning, Clara and Peter open their gifts and Peter likes his watch. And then Clara opens his gift, her gift from Peter and it's like a Noel ball. Like it's, it's three pine trees painted onto this glass ball mm. and it's just gorgeous. And she's so... She's so she thinks it's so beautiful, so excited by this ball. They then head to the beast. Is it like a Christmas ornament, or is it like a glass ball? It's like, like a Libyan glass ball. ball. It's like possibly like a Libyan. I'm oh, sorry, Libyan ball. Libyan ball. Um. So then they head to the bistro and meet Myrna, and Saul Petrov is there as well. So we're like, oh, oh he's in town, and so it kind of it clears up that he's there to take pictures of Cece for her upcoming magazine on Christmas Day unclear but this is christmas day yes this is christmas day yeah Yeah. and he's in the bistro having lunch and bistro is owned by gabrielle yeah yeah so there's like the so they're not artists are like they collect antiques and cook so it depends what you consider an artist right and they own the b&b okay and the bistro and the bistro okay so as as they're leaving, Myrna invites Saul to the Boxing Day curly mat curling match and breakfast the next day. So it's like a tradition. The whole town. So they know who Saul is. Like they just notice he's new because they know everyone in the town. And so like this, where's this guy from? And so they expect that he's one of the. Um, I think they call him like a cottager or like the renters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because people rent other people's um, cottages. The mm-hmm. snowbirds that went to Florida leave their their cabins behind. And get rented out. So they expect he's a renter, and they're like, "Yeah, he will come to this this thing we have every year in Williamsburg, which is a nearby larger town. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a breakfast in the Legion, and then a curling match, and it's all to raise money for the hospital. So they invite him, and I think Saul thinks this like he's he's starting to like fall in love with this place as everyone does, and it's like, yeah, of course I want to go. Also, this would make a great backdrop to take pictures of Cece. With happy people all around her, hopefully. Um, it kind of turns out she makes everyone sad, so no one's smiling when they're near her. <laughs> Just a cloud of... Yeah. Negative Negativity. Yeah. 
So it's the next day, it's Boxing Day, and we come to Chief Inspector Armand Gamache. You should have done this one for Christmas time. Like, it's a Christmas book. Well, I tried to, but I didn't have the book. <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's a library book. I tried to take sign it out from the Toronto Public Library, and I was on a like six month wait list or something mm. ridiculous. And then Charlotte got it for me from the U of T the library. U of T library. Yeah, you know, you don't realize you have to plan for your Christmas episode six months in advance. <laughs> so this year I know. Yeah. And so we're in the books now. Let's go. Yeah. Honestly. Oh God. You guys cannot see, but I put on my little Santa hat clip, and I put on a brooch. I didn't know it was a Christmas episode. <laughs> but now I'm ready. And now we're prepared. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Boxing Day. Armin Gamache and his wife, Ren Marie, are at the um, police headquarters. Ren Marie, that's a nice name. Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. So they have a Boxing Day tradition where they trade unsolved murders from the year mm-hmm. with another... Is she a... Nope. She's a librarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she participates in this tradition where um, Gamash trades cases with a, another police department, unsolved murders, and they just try and go through like go over these cases to see if they can catch anything that the other team missed, mm-hmm. just as like a, a help of yeah. fresh eyes. Yeah, and so so Ren Marie finds a case that kind of interests her because it's so recent. It's a and she also she quote unquote like knows the woman woman. And it had happened a few days ago. Like it's really mm-hmm. recent, and she she tells she tells Gamash like you probably recognize the woman too. It's a woman. It's a it's a homeless lady named <gasps> L, um, or they that's what they've called her in the police report. E L L E, like the um, like woman. Yeah. Yeah, like well, L. Yeah, female. female or whatever in the in French, and. She was like, she was normally outside of such and such store, but first she was, this says she was found outside Ogilvy's. Ogilvy's. And she was murdered. And she was murdered. Maybe this is Cece's mom. She was strangled. Yeah, maybe. Strangled. Anytime someone, like, has a missing mother or parent, I'm always like... Are they really missing? No, it's, yeah, it's like someone in the story is going to end up being the missing child, parent. Gotta keep your eyes open. Yeah. So strangled outside of Olivier's. Interesting. So she was still alive with Clara, but Cece was still in the store. Mm-hmm. Okay, might have nothing to do with it, but I don't feel like doesn't feel like a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So in this in the box of this like police report, there's a copy of Ruth's book. I'm fine, and there's an inscription in it that says, "You stink, love Ruth." There is also a box full of letter cutouts and pasted to the, um, the, the letters cut out are all capital letters, um, B, the letters B, the letters C, K, L, and M. Say that again. B, C, K, L, M. B, C, K, L, M. Mm-hmm. And then in the box, uh, kind of like stuck. This is in a box? It's like a little um, wooden box. And they like wooden letters? No, it's like cutouts from a newspaper or magazine. Okay. Um, and then pasted, like stuck on to the bottom of the box, are B space K L M. Okay, B space K L M. Yeah. So they're wondering, they're wondering about that, and then. Uh, so this was found in the homeless lady. Yeah, these were like I guess her possessions. So were she put had in a book box. that said, "You stink, love Ruth." That doesn't seem like something Ruth would do. Right. 
So suddenly Gamash gets a call and he, he does his like, you know, official voice mm. and it turns out there has been a murder mm. in Three Pines. Dun dun dun. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Any guesses? CC <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so Gamash and Beauvoir, so Bo- Inspector Beauvoir is like Gamash's second in command, same as the last story. And that's not the lady. Agent Nickel? No, um, I Agent Nickel is in this story a lot, and I've basically cut her out entirely because okay. I, I'm gonna get it, I, I'm gonna get into it later, but I just I'm not talking about that side of this. Beauvoir, story. Inspector Beauvoir. Yeah, so they both show I up. I wonder if she is like because Beauvoir is like what like good, like good at seeing. So he's just actually French. No, I know, I know. But I just mean uh, Louise Penny. Oh, okay. So they show up at the scene of the crime, and there's a local Surete agent there, Agent Lemieux, who's there to kind of like give them the deets. Mm. And it's the scene is in the middle of a frozen lake. It was a lake that was set up for curling. And everyone had thought it was a heart attack, so they had been trying to resuscitate her. So this has also happened in the last book, but I don't know if I mentioned it. Ruth Zardo is the chief of the volunteer fire brigade. And so there's several. Ruth, the po- poem. She's the, the chief of the fire brigade. The volunteer fire brigade. For some reason, I thought she was like old. She's not old. Yeah, she is old. Okay. I mean, it's a volunteer <laughs> fire brigade of the people in Three Pines. So, okay. But they do CPR. They they're trained in CPR. Yeah. Basically, so she's 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 she would have been calling out the commands. And so they had tried to resuscitate her and then brought her to the hospital. But the doctor, once they got to the hospital, thinks that. CC. This it was CC. I don't, yeah. don't think I've clarified that. It's CC. Well, we know it's CC. I don't know if they know it's CC yet. Um, they think she was electrocuted. Oh. Um, electrocuted. And I just I need to say this somewhere because it's so weird that I'm doing this and I haven't mentioned it yet in either of anywhere. The I've already recorded my next podcast, mm-hmm. like next week's podcast, and the death is also electrocution, Wait. and I just need to call it out because, um, <laughs> well, it's not on purpose. It's not on purpose, and it's not like they're necessarily the cases themselves are similar. But I've never done an electrocution death before, and now I'm done two in a <laughs> row, and I, it just needs to be mentioned. Okay, so she's on the. I mean, we're gonna get to, it, but she's on the curling place. She's on the frozen lake, so. The way it was set up is they someone had shoveled out like the curling rink for them on the mm-hmm. lake and then put up stands along the long end, I think, mm-hmm. of the curling. Mm-hmm. And then there was three metal lawn chairs sitting on the lake beside a heater, like one mm-hmm. of those um, heating lamps that mm-hmm. they have at like restaurants and stuff. But it was like an industrial sized one. And it was those, the three women, um, Emily, Mother, and Kay normally brought these chairs for themselves to sit on. And uh, who was sitting in one? But Cece was sitting in one. Because Cece, again, she's so self-centered and narcissistic, etc., etc., that of course she wanted the best seat in the house. Even though it wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just take a pause here. Who okay. could electrocute her? I mean, we'll get to it, but I'm like, I don't think any of these people are related to electrical stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested because I, I don't see... Well, we'll see, but, like, there's got to be more characters. Okay, there aren't more characters on my list. Because I'm like, why would any of these people want to kill her? Yeah. Like, maybe Saul, but that's obvious. Cree, I'm assuming, doesn't because she's a child. But then, like, 
all of these women just want to kill Cece. Like, that just feels petty, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Very confusing at this point. Yeah. Also, the, the main thing is someone killed, tried to electrocute her in the middle of a frozen lake. Like, how? That's what I'm, yeah. How and why? That's the Agent Lemire, this, like, he's a newer guy. I'm just going to say it now. So in the last story, um, in the last story, Gamache takes on this new agent, Agent Nickel, and everyone mm-hmm. hates her because she's, like, so terrible. Yeah. In this story... Is Agent Lemire a white man or a woman? Uh, Lemire is a guy. He's a young guy. Um, Gamache takes him on as well. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm going to save it. I'm not going to say anything about it yet. Okay. I'm going to get you interested. Yeah, but he, so he's, Agent Lemire is asking, he's like, why would you kill, if you wanted to kill someone, why do it this way? Like, why yeah. not just like, it's the middle of Quebec, it's in the winter, just drive somewhere, somewhere isolated but and no, but they, kick them out of the car. I'm confused. They'll freeze to death. Did they do it in front of everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was in the stands watching the curling match. Okay. And someone well, electrocutes We'll get to it. I'm interested. Hold on. Everyone's watching and you electrocute someone. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll get to it, but I got questions. Okay. Going back to my mean opportunity. Right. And means. So the means, would it be like, who has the means to electrocute someone? Opportunity would be who right. has the opportunity to electrocute someone. Right. And motive is like, who wanted her dead? Who wanted her dead? Sure. Yeah, I have to keep it all in mind. Yeah. So Gamache and Lemia first go to interview Clara and Peter. And they had been, they had gotten to the breakfast at the Legion early to set up as they did every year. And they don't remember really seeing anyone because they were cooking the whole time not, at the breakfast. Not Gabrielle, Olivia, no. Claire and Peter. Claire and Peter. Because okay. it was just, they just, they said that um, Boxing Day, everyone, no one's hungry. So they could just make eggs and sausages and no one cared. That's funny. So we're, we're interviewing Claire and Peter. Um, they, they said that uh, they weren't the only ones helping a K. M and uh, so Mother B were there making. Oh wait, what have I wrote? They served breakfast while Mother B makes horrible tea and serves her tea, and then they headed to the lake. Wait, wait were K and M there? I think Emily and K were. Yeah, they come as well. I don't know what they're doing, but they help serve. Maybe they're serving the food while Claire and Peter cook. The whole town is there. I'm. I'm just, yeah. Those were the people that came early. So. Then they headed to the lake, and they said not only did Cece take one of the chairs, but she took the one closest to the heater. Mm. So, when did she, like, was it, like, during the curling match? Had everyone arrived? Like... Yeah, so it, it turns out, we kind of get to it, but there, it was, like, almost the end of the curling match. Oh, uh, okay. She died. See, this is why I'm, like, confused, because... Going to the, to the, like, if you electrocute someone, they're gonna die right away. So don't you think that, like, someone would be, like, whoever's closest to the body when after, like, you know what I mean? But maybe they, like, walked away quickly. I don't know. I'm also thinking, could the heater have electrocuted her? Right. Yeah. yeah. All all valid and good questions. Um, no one has any idea right now. Okay. There's definitely a lot more that needs to be pulled out before they can understand. So next they go to see Ruth to interview her, and she's you know, as mean and crappy as she always is. And she describes how they have performed CPR and loading Cece onto Billy's truck. So Billy, I think, I didn't write this guy's name down, but I think his name was Billy Williams. Fun. Which is William Williams. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, he's like, um, his truck was used for, like, he was like the CA, he was the CAA guy mm. in the area. <laughs> so he had a pretty massive truck. 
And he also, like, was generally in charge. Like, he cleared the pond, the lake for mm. them to do the curling on. And he set up the, the heater and he set mm. up the, the bleachers, etc. And he, like, he okay. said he set all this stuff up before Christmas. Like, he normally did it in advance. And then he would just, like, touch up on the day of the curling match. But so his truck had been nearby. So they had loaded Cece into the truck and... Uh, continued CPR all the way to the hospital. But basically, I think everyone kind of describes it as like they knew she was dead, mm-hmm. but they were they felt like they had to go through with it. And so Gamash asks her about the signed book that they had found with right, Elle. Right, right, right. And she basically says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I have no idea who that woman is. Uh, get out of my house. And then they leave. And that's typical, mm-hmm. quote unquote, typical Ruth being Ruth. I wonder if... CC gave the book to the homeless lady to like be mean about Ruth to be like look Ruth but it doesn't really make sense because why would you do that mm-hmm. maybe so they um, the police quickly stop at the bistro and then they head over to the old Hadley house and Gamash is dreading this because this house has such bad memories even for him mm. that he doesn't want to go into the house and so they open the um, as they approach Richard Leon he's the he's the uh, Cece's husband. Uh-huh. He watches them approach and tries to rehearse what he's going to say. So mm. this man is like, I don't know, like just not confident about anything at all. Like no personality. Because he's married to Cece. Yeah. So it's, it's confusing. It's like, we're not sure. There's kind of talk about like that, that Cece was clearly abusing her daughter. It's likely she was abusing her husband as well. Mm-hmm. She's clearly abusing everyone. Yeah, so he he feels like a loser. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, it it doesn't seem like he's sad about his wife's death, but he knows he's supposed to be. So he's trying to like, but he honestly he could be sad. He just is so caught up in this like needing to look, mm-hmm. be the right way that if he was, if he wasn't abused and like, I don't know, he might have just been able to like actually just feel his emotions. Yeah, he has some sort of emotional... He's so out of touch that yeah. he's, he has to be like, he, he, he doesn't even know what to do. So Gamash notices this and he also notices how little Richard seems to care about his daughter. Hmm. Uh, and Cree is like unresponsive. Gamash goes to try and talk to her and she's just completely out of it. I think this is also when they ask Richard how old his daughter is, and he doesn't know. He kind of goes 12 or twelve or maybe 13. So there's also some talk about how Richard might not have been directly abusing his daughter, but he clearly was not doing that. Yeah, he was neglecting her. Yeah, so he's not a great guy. So were they at the, um, were they at the, uh, they were both there too. They would have been sitting in the stands. Okay. So Richard tries to explain to Gamash like about Cece and like her what she did, and he basically can't explain it because the, the the her thought process and everything is so confusing. But he's also he's been trained to think it's correct and like it's necessary, mm-hmm. etc. So everyone is just more confused after that, uh, and then they they leave and they no sorry I'm reading this wrong. Um, they had been at the breakfast. Um, Cece, he tells them that Cece that morning, like the morning, mm-hmm. I guess it would be this morning, because it's still Boxing Day, I think, or maybe it's the next day. Cece hadn't been there when he'd woken up. He's like, oh, we sleep mm-hmm. in different beds because I snore, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. And so when he'd woken up, Cece had already left to go see Saul. And you get an impression that Richard might know what was mm-hmm. going on 
or he, you're pretty sure that he knows, but also maybe doesn't want to admit it to himself. And so Richard and Cree had followed like an hour later to go to the breakfast. So from there, Gamash goes home to Montreal and he continues to look over the L case because he basically, his wife had been like, his wife had been really upset about it. And so he had promised her that he would, he would do all he could for the case for her. And so what he does find is he sees some discoloration on her chest. So she's kind of like Mm. covered in filth, but there's this one area that's different than everything else. And he, he kind of pinpoints that and goes, this is something to look into. So the next morning, that whole Gamash's whole team meets at the fire hall, which they they turn into like an incident room in Three Pines, and they kind of go over leads in the case. So this mm-hmm. is this is where it starts to get interesting. We start to get some more information. Okay. So the heat lamp was powered by a generator. The generator was sitting on the back of Billy's truck, and he used jumper cables to connect it. So the diesel generator would have been pretty loud, and he probably would have connected it or at least turned it on before the curling match started. Hmm. The Beauvoir explains, and then Beauvoir kind of starts to explain how the death had happened. Yeah. And so there's some important things. If you have, like, just how electrocution works, you have to have the power coming into you, and then the power has to go through yeah. your heart and has to be grounded. It has okay. to go to ground. But you're on ice, the frozen lake. You're on a frozen lake. Does that count as ground? Yeah, the frozen lake, like, water, wa- it travels, water's a conductor, so okay. it's going to travel through water a lot easier anyways. But maybe not ice. I think you'd need you'd need a puddle. So he kind of explains all the things that would have to happen. Cece, with bare hands, would have to touch something that's electrocuted, that it has power, like is a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it, she would need to be standing in a puddle because uh, having water is important. There wouldn't be enough. I think it's... I can't remember, but it's like... Bas- hey, you're like... Uh- engineer yeah i have no idea the same thing happened in the next story the next podcast where it's like i you need for some reason you need water resistance etc etc you have to be there has to be something from your body that's grounding you to that puddle on the ground or whatever like the water uh, and so Beauvoir points to everyone and is like look at your boots it's winter do mm-hmm. you all have rubber soles yes everyone has rubber soles because mm-hmm. it's the middle of winter so he's kind of showing it, it was a very cold day she would have had to be have bare hands touch something that's electrocuted in the middle of a frozen lake, Mm-mm. be standing in a puddle, and have some way for her sh- boots to be grounded. Mm-hmm. And so they're going, like, a lot of things had to had to add up for this. So, uh, basically he's saying the footwear needed metal to be grounded. And so, they he pulls out her boots, which were made of baby seal skin. <laughs> because she's a bad person. Yeah. With metal claws coming out of the bottom. Oh, of course. That would make sense. Like spikes. Yeah, yeah. I think the spikes make sense. It's more they're kind of going though shaped like claws. And oh. she, there, it's baby seal skin. I know, but that's like the white one and it's the clubbing seals and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've written down because she's a monster. Mm-hmm. So that explains one thing. Mm-hmm. They also take kind of more look look at the pictures. I think some, one of the other agents is able to point out that... Uh, how would you, how would there be liquid on the ice? Like everything oh, would be frozen. Oh, well, I was thinking if it's like near hot, that like it would be a little melted puddle beside, no? I don't think so. Any other ideas? Uh, uh hot chocolate. Um. What wouldn't freeze? Alcohol. But it's the morning. That could be a good guess. Uh, oh, uh, the gasoline? Or generating diesel? Uh, maybe. They, all, uh, hot all, soup. all possible. Uh, window washer fluid. 
Mm. wouldn't freeze. And so they're looking back at the pictures and they notice a blue tinge beside... There's an, One of the chairs is overturned. And they go, that, yeah, winter washer fluid wouldn't freeze. And so they're kind of, whatever, going into that. And so they're like, who could have seen this happening? Um, the only mm-hmm. other person sitting in the chair was Kay Thompson. Okay. So they're like, okay, have to interview her, obviously. Okay. This is just so, like, complex. Yeah. So her feet had to be in a puddle, is what you're saying. And then she had to touch the electrocuted thing. Yeah, the electrified, electric, like, whatever. Electrified What thing? the heck? Yeah. So, so that's all confusing. So we clearly, we don't have it all yet. We're not sure, we're not sure why any of this is happening. Okay. So the other thing that, um, I think it's Agent Lacoste or Inspector Lacoste. She's just another one of, um, um, Gamache's team. She has found that there is no... Cece has no records. Like, she has a driver's license and a birth certificate. Mm. But oh, Sorry, a driver's license and a health card, but she has no birth certificate. Like, they're kind of going, this is... Cece de Poitiers is not her real name. Cece, they know is... I think I think it's short for Cecilia. Like, they know her real name, mm-hmm. but de Poitiers is not her real name. Is it Richard's last name? Richard Lyon, mm-hmm. I think, is actually his last name, but they didn't take each other's okay. last names. Okay, and so now we're going to get into the Suerte... Quebec Sûreté drama. So this is the part of the story I'm not really touching on, but I'll give you I'll give you the, de- the deets quick. So Agent Nichols shows back up. She has been assigned to the case by like the superintendent, so gone above Gamache's head, and so she's she's doing this whole what we we realize later is an act of pretending to be like I don't want to be here either, like super depressed, like upset, um, sad looking, like that kind of thing, like this whole. Mm-hmm you know, sad kitten behavior. I don't know, whatever. Like, she... <laughs> sad kitten? Well, because she's, like, young and, I don't know, like, like she's doing the whole, like, trying making people feel yeah. bad for her. Yeah. Show. Um, and so we find out that the the case, there had been this whole problem. Gamache kept referencing the Arnaud case in the last book. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up. Okay. But this is where this drama stems from. And so what has happened is Gamache... There was, there was this whole um, thing going on in the Sûreté years ago, and it had been these uh, higher-ups getting away with murder. I think it was the mm. higher-up had been murdering people or something. Amen. And they were just going to let... The, the Sûreté officials had decided that they were just going to let this guy's name was Arnaud and his cronies go up to a cabin and shoot themselves. Right. So Gamache hadn't... That sounds like some Hercule Poirot shit there. Yeah, so it was kind of like they are going to let it happen because they thought it would be better for everyone if they just died instead of having to put Why them on trial. Why were they going to kill themselves? Because they needed... They basically were like, either you die or you go to, on trial and you go to jail and you'll, we have to drag the Surete name through the mud. Okay, then. So Gamache had decided... He on his own had decided this wasn't... He didn't like that. And so he had driven up to the cabin and caught it before it had happened. Mm-hmm. And they'd also found that Arnaud, like the main guy, was going to kill his cronies and then run away. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So then they'd actually, they'd had, they had to drag the Sûreté name through the mud. And so this happened years ago, but it's the whole reason that um, Gamache is never going to advance anymore in his career mm-hmm. because they, no one likes him at the Sûreté. Um, and the drama is continuing. So it turns out the superintendent has sent Agent Nickel mm. to be, we don't know what for, but to be some kind of a spy. Like mm. there's all this talk of taking him down, taking down Gamache. Mm-hmm. So kind of confusing about what's going on there. 
but Agent Nicola is doing this all to get back Gamash. She's so upset that he's like ruined her career. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of problems. <laughs> I'm not going to get into them. Read the book. If you want to know, she has a lot of problems. We find out much later in the book, and there, when I've reread it, there are hints. Agent Lemia is also the, the young agent mm-hmm. that's from this area. Mm-hmm. He is also part of this whole scheme to take down Gamash. Right. Except he doesn't hate Gamash. He actually likes him and feels really bad about it by the end of the book. Of He's like, this guy, why are we Why are we doing this? Like, this guy's yeah. really nice. Because he is. And <laughs> she sips her tea. Yeah. So, that's all I really need to talk about that. But that goes on throughout yeah, the book. Yeah, I can see why people like these books. Yeah, because it's, I, I can see it too. It's just not, this isn't the kind of book I want. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. the extra storyline. <laughs> But if that's for you, then you should definitely check these books out. Yeah, like, oh, oh my mom loved these books. Yeah. Gabrielle's mom loved these books. Yeah. No, they're definitely very popular. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just so, I don't want the extra story because it makes me, like, it gives me too many emotions and I'm not <laughs> reading these cozy mystery books for my emotions. I want just the facts. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. So, Beauvoir goes to visit the photographer, Saul. And Saul uh-huh. says that he had taken hundreds of pictures, but he'd already sent the film in to be developed. So... Mm-hmm. When was this book written? Sorry? When was this book written? It just came out. This is a new one? Oh, I thought you were talking about Cece's book. No, no, this one. 2006. Okay, so makes sense of film. Yeah, I think also a lot of people still shoot with film now because they like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. I just mean, like, it was even more. Oh, yeah. 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 No, not that many digital cameras. Probably not. Saul says he took hundreds of pictures, and the camera had been trained on CC the whole time. So they're looking hopeful this is good. that he's going to have captured Unless the murder. he did it, right. so he wouldn't capture him doing the murder. Right. So um, Beauvoir and Gamache go to Emily's house to interview the three women because they're all they're all there, and mostly Kay because they want mm-hmm. they want to know like if she saw anything. She was sitting in that chair or right she beside CC. Yeah, exactly. Or she did it. Maybe one of to... them or her daughter. But why did they kill her own daughter? I'm just interested in trying to tie this back to Elle. Right, yeah. Yeah. Fit all the storyline together. Mm-hmm. So they've been eating lunch. And um, so they ask, as that goes on, they kind of, they stop in for some pea soup as well. Mm. Homemade hand bone pea soup. Oh, yeah. so good. And <laughs> um, they ask some questions. And so the woman kind of described the curling match. And what had happened was... Uh, basically, Emily and mothers have a curling team. They've had it for mm, they decades. Playing? They were playing, okay. and um, they always lost every year at this like the annual this annual curling match. They typically lost, and so mm. to end the match, if so, how curling works is you're trying to get as many of your colored stones closest to the center of the circle. Right, I think it's called the button as you can, without any of your opponent's rocks being near the center. Right. I've never played, but my grandma watched it all the time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just trying to give a little description for anyone listening who hasn't heard of curling. Mm. It's a stereotypically Canadian. Yeah. But also, like, I think, like, Sweden and Norway, those places. Yeah, because they have, they have the Olympics. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) There was, the um, mother's team, or Emily's team, had noticed that the other team had a lot of rocks near the button. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in this in this round and so they were going to do something called clearing the house mm-hmm. which is where mother and this apparently something happened every year 
she basically, they're sending a rock as fast and as hard as they can down the ice to hit all of the rocks and just empty out the whole circle. Yeah. So no one's rocks are there. And so that's, it's just that kind of a technique where it's, you're not trying to, you're not trying to get your rock closer. Mm. You're just trying to, like, you're on full offense, get rid of everyone else's rocks mm. or even your own if they happen to be there. And typically that signified like the end of the curling match. Like they kind of just, that was them admitting defeat mm. in a way. And so it was very loud, a lot of rocks hitting each other and everyone would have cheer, been cheering. Mm. And so they're saying that's when Kay died. That's when Kay was electrocuted. Okay, so you're saying that Emily and Mother were in the middle of playing. Right. So it kind of puts them out? Potentially. Okay, hold on. Rock, uh, rocks, cheering... And so that that was when she started being like, I'm dying. Well, so so then they asked Kay what had happened. So Kay's, Kay's saying she thinks she fell asleep. Like she was all bundled up. Yeah. Who, I winked. Who who knows? But that's what she's saying. And so she had just heard Cece screaming, looked over. Cece had been grabbing onto the one chair, that one that was overturned, <laughs> and then had fallen over. And so at that point, Kay had called out for help. And that's when everyone had come over. Okay, so she's holding a metal folding chair yes. that was in the, fl- the fluid. Or is her feet in the fluid? Her feet are in the fluid. So something would have had to be on the metal chair. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're kind of trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what happened? Because you know when, like, we get electrocuted and then you, like, can't let go of something? Exactly. So she would have had to take off her gloves yep. to hold this chair. Yes, she needed bare hands. Um, and so there's also talk of how long was this chair electrified, elect- like electrified for? Like, did it just happen? Wait, or did wait. someone set it up before? The Wasn't match? she in the chair that was closest to the, the thing? The heater, yeah. But this so was is not her- that chair. Okay. This chair was farther away, just slightly. Was Kay sitting right beside her, or was Kay? Like- I think they say Kay was sitting like five feet away, so like okay. pretty close. Yeah, how long had it been electrified? What if it wasn't supposed to be Cece that died? It was supposed to be someone else sitting in that chair. Yeah. Just just throwing it out there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she was... It is the question of, yeah, how long was the chair electrified for? So, meanwhile, while this is going on, uh, Gamash has asked Le... Here, let me finish this one thing. Okay. Lumia to run an errand for him in Montreal for the L case. And so, he, uh, Lumia is in Montreal, and he's asking one of the Montreal officers for a sketch. And so that's just a bit of a tease. Okay, I was just thinking about the L case. I was thinking about how Clara got pulled in close. Like, she could... I don't think Clara's evil, but Clara could have, like, given her that book. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Just also... BL... I know we're not really... BKLM. So B could be Beatrice. K could be K. C could be Clara. Mm -hmm. Or CC. Or it could be none of these. M could be Mother or Beatrice. Or it could be Myrna. Mm-hmm. Who's L? Do we have an L? There is no L. So Lumia visits the mission, which is uh, like a place for homeless, mm-hmm. that help homeless people yeah. in, in Montreal. And he finds that they do remember L and that some of the staff had noticed her wearing a pendant. Mm. Was she wearing the pendant when she was found? No. Clara could have taken the pendant then. Nothing was found. Nothing like that was found on her body oh, or was in the box. Had, had pendant. Okay. Great. Um, so, and then Lacoste is back at the incident room and she's been looking into Eleanor de Poitiers, who they think is Cece's mother. That's who she said is her mother in mm-hmm. her book. And 
she's getting the runaround from, I think Cece says that her parents were from France. And so she's called the French Sûreté and they're, they're just laughing at her and giving them the runaround and being like, do you mean Eleanor of Accutin? And she has no idea what that means. And so she's pretty upset. But we're, we're going to come back to her as well. Is it maybe like de Poitiers is like a weird last name? Is that what they're trying to say? We, we don't know. Possibly. Okay. But she's, she's kind of getting that. And so we're going to, we'll get back. That's another teaser. Okay. So Beauvoir and Gamache go to visit Mother at her studio. And as we know, what, her studio. What does Mother do again? She's a. She's like a yoga instructor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Becom. Spirituality advisor. Yeah. And so again, yeah, this place is called Be Calm. It's very spiritual, yada, yada, yada. And Mother, at this point, does not hide her disdain for Cece. No love lost between the two of them. They, it sounds like neither of them respected the other person in terms of what they were doing spiritually. Like they couldn't both coexist. It was like someone had to leave kind of feeling, mm-hmm. or that's what you're getting. And she thought the idea of Libyan was a load of crap. The, the, what she kind of goes into is Cece's philosophy was that you had to hold in all of your emotions okay. and not let them out because when you had all of those emotions inside of you, um, they all came together and formed whiteness, just like the colors. If you put all the colors of the spectrum together, mm-hmm. it forms white light, whatever. Yeah. And so it was her idea of like white and lightness was like, that was what was spiritual. And so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that. And I think that's the point of like, you probably shouldn't hold all your emotions in. Yeah. Into a ball. Yeah, basically. But you know, going to being psychological, that's the opposite of what her mom was doing, right? Her mom wasn't doing that. And if her mom had done that, they would have been able to still be together. Right. So maybe it's, it's, it's based on this fear kind of, of this is how you have to be in society. Mm -hmm. And then we, so we jump back to, um, Lacoste has found Cece's parents. Do you want to take like a quick oh. guess who they could be? Okay, so Elle's not her mom. Or Elle could be her mom. So she's found her parents. She's found both of them. Yeah, so but I I think um, her dad's name is listed in the book as Henry. Okay. Eleanor and Henry. Um, it could be a lot of people. I don't want you to think too much about this. Okay. Um, they're a king, king of England and a French woman warrior from the sure. 1100s. That's a joke. Oh, I get it. So that's why the French people were laughing at her. Because Aquitaine is a location in France, and Mm -hmm. Eleanor was this warrior woman from centuries ago. Okay. And so, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, so she made up her parents? What's going on? That makes sense. Foster parent, like... Yeah. No, exactly. They they do kind of get into that of, like, everyone as a child does this. It doesn't... Or not Mm -hmm. everyone, but a lot of people as children pretend that their parents are someone else that they're yeah claire kind of says she she used to pretend her mother her, her mother was actually the queen of england mm. but then they go into it but you grow out of that normally mm-hmm. so again something something more is going on with this and then meanwhile lemieux has found that Elle had been holding something when she died that had cut into her hand was and it so, a chair or something else in the other hand Elle. oh l was holding something okay that it cut into her hand and, like, get given her cuts. Do you think it was the pendant, or...? Possibly. Okay. But they didn't find what was it. It's just that they she They haven't had... found it yet. They're just, they're saying that but it there's there cuts was. on her hands. Yep. Okay. So and Doc... she was strangled. Yes, she was Do they strangled. know with what? Like, was it her scarf? Was it bare hands, or...? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they... I don't remember if they say. 
So Dr. Harris and the coroner, Dr. Harris, who is the coroner, meets Gamache at the bistro and they kind of have like a little bit of a chat. And she says that Cece had three times the dose of niacin, which is a um, drug used. It's over, she's, I think she says it's over the counter um, and it's typically used for like, I think, blood thinning, maybe. Okay. So what would that be for? Like if you have heart problems? Or... Yeah, or if you have um, blood thinning, yeah, like a like a like a stroke maybe. Yeah, sure. Or or um, they do that. Aspirin's a for like heart attacks and stuff. So they do that. People are like on aspirin every day. Right. And that's a blood thinner. Right. So it's it's something along those lines. Um, and so it's she Three says it wouldn't time. have killed her. Like, in whatever the number of milligrams she had in her wouldn't have killed her. Um, but this, so uh, some people use it thinking that it will make their brain bigger, like it'll make them smarter because it causes a lot of, I think, blood, it causes you to flush, like blood to run to your head or something. And so she kind of says it was enough to make her super sweaty and basically be having hot flashes. Okay. So that's why she wouldn't be wearing gloves. That's what they think is this is why she wasn't wearing gloves. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting because I was wondering if she'd been drugged or something. I was going to ask like what she was drinking and stuff. Right. Okay, so... They ask what if you'd have to mask it, and she says, yeah, you could put it in tea or coffee, or, like, um, orange juice would probably mask the taste. Mm -hmm. And so they think back to the breakfast, and maybe she was drinking drinking Mother's Terrible Tea. So, but they... It's not something that she was taking regularly to do that. It was just... It doesn't sound like it. Okay. But they don't know. It is possible that this is just something she always did. Like, she would be that type of person to want to make her brain bigger yeah I, yeah that's yeah. what i was thinking um so i don't think they're clear on that um, see but whenever i think of something and then the book confirms it that means that it's not that so i'm like maybe that wasn't what she was wearing gloves. <laughs> you know what i mean right. I, I fall into i fall into the traps <laughs> <laughs> so dr harris also helps gamash realize who eleanor of accuten is and it turns out she's it's the star of The Lion in Winter, a movie. And the tape had been found in um, the, the CC household trash mm. of this movie, The Lion in Winter. And so there, he's like, okay, well, now I have to watch this this movie. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to Claire and Peter's because he asked them. It was like, found in the trash. It was found in their trash, like CC and Richard's yeah. trash. Or could be Cree. Could be Cree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the three, three of them. Or Saul. But I don't yeah. know if you do that. It's possible. Mm-hmm. So he, Claire and Peter have a tape player, v, v, VCR, VH, VCR mm-hmm. VHS tape, right? Yeah, VCR would play VHSs. They have that. And, oh, they find, they, they realize it's a very action-packed movie. And I think Gamash says he would not want Eleanor and Henry as parents, you know? Like, they do not seem like cool dudes. But they also find that one of um, uh, one of the sons of Eleanor of Accuten was Richard the Lionheart. Mm, Richard, her husband. So they kind of look to Richard Leon and go, did she literally marry this guy for his name? Or she came up with her family because of Richard. Possibly. So... Gamash goes to Clara. Oh, no, no, we've been there. Oh, so Clara, they're kind of theorizing why... Wait, that's one of their sons? Eleanor's sons. So she named, she married her parents' son. Right. Okay. They think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's just a coincidence. <laughs> so they're, they ask, they're kind of going over theories of why she could have wanted to get rid of the this tape. Like, why would it have been Again, thrown why, out? It, couldn't, thrown it didn't out. have to be up to her. 
It didn't have to be her, but they're still theorizing about it. Mm-hmm. And so Clara suggested it could just be as easy as um, she had gotten a DVD. And so I'd gotten rid of the tape and says that, that um, they're doing that a lot because Peter likes to rewatch certain parts mm-hmm. of his his tapes and so they get stretched and ruins the movie so they just they've been getting they're transferring to dvds do they have a section of the movie that was rewatched a lot maybe they don't know yet haven't mm-hmm. haven't come up with that yet charlie mm-hmm. so then gamash asked, i want to look up this is a real movie okay she made Catherine hepburn her mother that's yeah that's funny she's married to anthony hopkins <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And Peter O'Toole is her dad. Yep. So then Gamache asks to see Clara's studio. So it's kind mm-hmm. of now we're getting into again this storyline of Clara's art. And she has this one painting called The Three Graces. And it's it's Kay, Mother, mm-hmm. and Emily. And uh, Gamache is looking over all her art and just like kind of going how beautiful it is. And he notices that it feels like there's a space, like he's left room for someone in mm. the, in the, she's left room for someone in the painting. And she says, I do that with all my paintings. Um, it's, it's, I leave, I like to, everything I try, I draw is supposed to be some kind of vessel and there's always a crack in the vessel. And then she quotes a, um, I forget who she's quoting here, but she says, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Mm. And so that's her... Levian. That's her Levian. Yeah. yeah. That's her interpretation. So as Gamash goes to leave, he notices Peter's gift to Clara. The Levian ball. <laughs> Wait. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, go. So Gamash has read the book and knows about this ball. And mm. now it's like super significant to Cece, but it hadn't been found at the house. Oh, and so they, they hadn't found the ball at the house. They hadn't found the ball at the house. And so it's this, um, it's this painting of three pine. It looks like it's three pine trees, and so it kind of feels like it's three pines. And then it's um, got the letter L written mm. on it. Why an L? Um, they am unclear. I think Libian, maybe. Wait, did, did did Peter steal the Libian ball? Well, now they have to ask Peter. <laughs> they do. They force Peter to admit that he had gone dumpster diving for Clara's gift. And Clara's mm. pissed because this is the first year they're supposed to spend money on each other and they actually had money to spend and he had gone dumpster diving again. And he found the Lee Bamba. He, so he said it was just resting on top of the, the dump. Uh, and so they ask him Wait, when. Wait, the dump or of? The Williamsburg dump. Okay. And so they asked when he had gone and he thinks it was the day after Ruth's book signing, book launch. Intriguing. Yeah. So then later, Gamash borrows a Bible. Okay, I have a suspicion. Okay, one more thing. Yeah. So he borrows a Bible from uh, from Clara because at Mother's Studer, at Mother's Studio, she had an inscription quoted on the wall, like a scripture, and it said, um, "Be calm and know that I am God." And I think he something about it, just like he needed to find out more. And he finds out that it's misquoted. The real quote is, be still and know that I am God. And mother had lied and told him, like, she had made it sound like this, it was the scripture. And so he's wondering, why did she replace be calm? Like, what is this significance? Wait, wait, wait. What's her, this was in the Bible. It's scripture. The actual quote is, be still and know that I am God. But then mother told him that she got, he got the name for the... the... She has her, yeah, he, she basically said she had gotten her name for the studio from this scripture quote that she has written on her, like, uh, wall in big yeah. letters in her studio that says, be calm and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. So, Ruth thinks she's God. Mother. Mother thinks she's God. Okay, so, um, just going back to this Libyan ball, being yeah. thrown out the day after. 
or I mean, that's not really how garbage works, but whatever. What if CC recognized her mom? It was L. Mm-hmm. Gets really upset, kills her mom, right, and then throws away everything. So throws oh. away the tape, so throws away it. the Lee Van Ball. Maybe. Yeah. Keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So Kamash the next morning goes out for a morning walk and he ends up running into Emily. And so she kind of is telling him about the drama between mother and Cece. Um, they had had there, I think there's one specific encounter that they had have. So Cece had come to, oh, meditation center. That's the word I've been looking mm-hmm. for. Not yoga studio. Meditation center. Uh, Cece had come into, oh yeah, not yet. Okay, so so, so the, the whole thing between mother and Cece was that Cece was going to open her own meditation center and also mm. call it Be Calm, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it basically told mother, you'll have to change your name or you could close down. Shame. So that's kind of, I think, where the, that's where a lot of this is stemming from. So they go to get breakfast together because Gamash still wants to talk to her. And M tells him of her son and husband who had died on black ice. And so that's, I think that ties into like why she was so upset on Christmas Eve. Mm. Of like that's kind of like her tradition, and I forget why this is significant, but it is to her that her of just yeah just how they had died. Mm-hmm. So then it, uh, next we do kind of get some stuff from Agent Nickel. Um, Gamash is kind of slowly warming up to her. Maybe we're unclear if Gamash recognizes that. Agent Nichols just been sent to spy on him or if he thinks that it's legit and so she had been tasked with finding out more about the family about Cree and about Richard and so she had driven down to a Cree school and like kind of now discovered for herself Cree was very very smart like had done well on her report cards but was super bullied Mm -hmm. and not like even the teachers and like parents bullied her basically right um so like pretty bad and they, she also had found out that the family doesn't really have any... They didn't have... They weren't rich. Hmm. Richard Leon, he's a University of Waterloo engineer graduate. Oh my gosh, someone else I know. Really, really given a good name to this uh, school. Multiple other people I know. <laughs> Not me. Okay, it is me. And like half your guests. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not me. <laughs> so uh, he, what is he, like a, not a manager. He does like almost like secretarial work at mm. a manufacturing plant. It makes like, I don't know, $40,000 a year. Like he doesn't make a lot. Weird. And Cece hasn't turned a profit in the last six years. from her. her, her but they bought this other house. So we kind of find out that uh, Richard had a retirement savings plan and Cece had made him take out all the money Jeez Louise. Okay, so I've been trying to think of some motive here. Right. Because I can't think of any motive. But like, I mean, there's people mad at people, but usually, usually it's money, right? right. Like there's like, that's I think, it's a Christy thing, like money, love. That was in our Nile, death on the Nile, right? Yeah, we really went into motive on that one. Yeah. So I guess Richard would have motive, but like he's so brainwashed. I don't know if he'd, maybe he snapped. Mm-hmm. Um, mother would have motive of being upset, but that's so petty. So <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found any motive that seems good enough. Nothing yet. has stuck. Okay. Do we have a will? Uh, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, we also the pictures arrive back from the labs. So they start going over mm-hmm. Saul's pictures, 
and they're you know they're seeing the the as it gets to the point and then there are no pictures from the actual murder it's like a whole section of photos are missing and so uh Beauvoir in particular is pretty upset about that and so uh then we go there they basically go to Saul's right away and so Saul sees the police approaching he's kind of like he's thinking to himself that he's starting a new life like Cece is finally gone he loves three pines like he's gonna start oh, yeah. fresh. Saul has motive and so as they approach, he throws a roll of film into the fire. So we, as the police get there- Do they see him do this? No, they don't see him do this. But as soon as Gamash gets into the into the cabin, he feels like he, could, he smells something and he thinks it's Night plastic train. burning. Yeah. So he, um, Saul kind of comes clean about everything and even says, he says that it's just an old roll of film, like that he'd given all the rolls of film from that day. And then he, he comes clean about his affair with Cece. Mm-hmm. And kind of tells them everything. And he says the pictures are missing because his camera froze up. Because it was so cold. Mm-hmm. Which is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says that, because um, that, they've seen these pictures, he says that Kay kept telling Cece to sit still. Which he really liked because it made Cece kind of like sit in one place. But um, Cece had like a tendency to straighten things. Like kind of... I, I I don't I don't like she's not diagnosed with OCD but it's mm. like that stereotypical could that be how she compulsive behavior you know maybe the chair fell over right and she went to grab it mm-hmm. so someone would have known that she had that tendency right maybe she I can't remember if this has happened earlier or later um, but that was I'll, I'll just go into it now it might come it might have been mm. later but I don't think it matters. When Cece had had her confrontation with mother, she had been in her, um, mother had come into the meditation studio and seen Cece straightening everything in her mm. meditation center. Um, mother would normally let people just so throw. mother knows she likes straightening things. Uh, mother would normally let people just throw the pillows everywhere and Cece had like let, stacked them all perfectly and mm-hmm. kind of told mother, how can you, how can there be spirituality in a place that is such disorder and had gone into like, why are the you use purple on your um, pillows. When has purple ever, like, when was the last time purple was the color of, like, <laughs> enlightenment or some crazy stuff like that? And so it really ripped into Mother and how old and, like, very targeted hits of, like, how yeah. she should, like, she what, she shouldn't be running a meditation studio. Mm. She's not spiritual at all. Yeah, I don't think it matters that I'm bringing that up now. I just can't remember if I'm supposed to tell you if it, if it came up earlier in the story, if it comes up later. I don't mm. think it matters, though. Mm. You don't think it matters, do you? Huh? Huh? Well, I hope not. Can't trust you about anything. All right. So Gamash goes to visit Richard again, and he asks him about, did you know about Cece's life insurance? Her life was insured Mm. for $200,000. And so this is where the... I don't think they bring up a will, but they bring this up. And Saul says that no... He didn't know. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said you went to Richard again. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Richard. Sorry. I just got the name wrong. Mm-hmm. Got, um, Richard says he doesn't. He didn't know about the life insurance. And Gamash goes, well, that's weird because you signed the paper. Your name's mm-hmm. on it. So what's going on there? And so I think Richard kind of like starts to spiral because he's, again, he's just trying to say all the right things. Like he's not even mm-hmm. thinking about if he's lying or not. He's just, or that's, that's the kind of vibe you get. Although it's quite possible he's lying because he wants to lie. Um, so wait, so he was lying, he had signed it, or? He had signed it. He does know about the life insurance. He does know about the $200,000. So, so 
Gamache is all to almost basically accusing Richard of this murder mm-hmm. in so far. But he later talks to Myrna. They're kind of talking about Cree separate. Like it's again, I've kind of cut this out of the story. Um, as Myrna was a, like a therapist or a psychologist or whatever she was earlier, um, looking at her and kind of saying she had originally thought she might be autistic, but at, like having spent more time with her is kind of thinking that she's just re- retreated into herself. Who's she? Cree. Cree. Uh into herself but that so this is just to say that Myrna Myrna and Gamash are talking about them and Myrna is adamant that Richard had been sitting beside her in the stands the whole time Hmm. and so it's this does get back to did the person set it up set all of this up beforehand or was someone doing it as like during the curling match yeah Myrna also thinks they're yeah, she thinks that there's just something really wrong with, like, Cree, which we, we kind of already have talked mm-hmm. about, about just, like, this intense abuse that they think has happened. Yeah, I'm interested if maybe there was some other love triangle or something like that. Like, maybe Richard was having oh, an affair with, yeah. like, Myrna or something, mm-hmm. and that's why they were sitting together, but it could also just be a coincidence. But then also, Myrna seems to know a lot, but then she also used to be a therapist, Right. I'm just thinking, like, maybe... I don't feel like Richard on his own could do something, but maybe he had some help or something. Right. Okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So it's at this point that Claire realized that the, realizes that the tape might be stretched at an important part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been brought up before, and now she's realizing it, and so the, all the police have come over, and they do find the part in the tape where it's been stretched, and it's at the part where I think there's a boat crossing some like an ocean or something or Mm -hmm. they're all on a boat and they can't figure out why this part of the tape is important uh so they kind of leave that to the side and uh gamash as you've just been talking to myrna has learned that the book that was found on the vagrant was clara's because that was the inscription that ruth had signed to clara you stink love ruth and clara had talked about losing the book and had bought bought another book from Myrna to make to be because she didn't have hers anymore. When did she lose this book? Good question. So mm-hmm. Gamash Gamash asks Clara what had gone on, like that he had found her book, and she's like, "Well, where did you find it?" I like he, um, around here, and he's like, "No, in Montreal." And she's like, "What do you mean in Montreal?" And he's like, "I found it with um, this homeless person," and when he tells her that the homeless person had died had died on the 22nd and where they had died she can see it click in clara's mind and so he says you're gonna have to tell me everything Mm -hmm. and so she does she 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 tells him about this woman about giving her food about the woman grabbing her arm and telling her how great her art was how she thought this woman was god and that she swears she had never seen the woman before in her life she has no idea how this woman knew her name but the question is did she have the book at that time uh she took Clara is kind of like, yeah, I totally could have lost the book and dropped it when I was giving this woman food. At this point, Gamash looks over and realizes why the tape is important. There is an eagle crest that is the crest of Akiten on the front of the boat. Mm -hmm. And it's the same crest that um, Cece uses as her logo on the book. So it's this like screeching eagle. And they had pointed out earlier in the book to be like, it's so... Not ugly, but just like most logos are kind of not peaceful necessarily, but kind of more, mm-hmm. I don't know, like this this eagle is not calm. Her book is titled Be Calm and there's this screeching like eagle. Yeah. So Gamash goes back through 
Can I just tell you a fun fact? Yes, tell that me a fun fact. That screeching noise that you hear like of eagles is not actually the noise an eagle makes. It's actually a red-tailed hawk. Oh. Yeah. So they use that in movies and stuff. Well, there you go. So maybe they used it in this one. <laughs> Very possible. Oh, probably in this actual one, yeah. Let's pause here and um, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I see that you're getting to the end of your notes. Don't worry, guys. I can't cheat. Her notes are so small it's not even funny and the amount of times that i've watched caitlin look over her notes and go what did i write there okay it's more, it's more when i get um sometimes i get to an end of the line and i don't want to start a new line and uh-huh. so the last word i've written is like who who wrote that what is it why didn't you just write another line okay i'm confused we're gonna go back to my motives means an opportunity i am confusion america explain <laughs> i can't really think of who his motive so, I mean, obviously Richard for the life insurance's motive. Saul to get out of his life. Right. Um, uh, Mother B to get uh, out of uh, CCB mean. I mean, Cree, but like, if it's the 12-year-old, I'm going to be sad. It's also a pretty elaborate way to kill someone if it was Cree. Right. So her motive. Those are, those are motive. Now, means... Sorry, opportunity. Pretty much everyone had opportunity because it was at the curling match. Mm-hmm. Means. Okay, right, because she was drugged too. So it was pretty planned, it feels like. Um, someone would have had to known about the drug, like to drug them. Someone would have known she knew more metal on her shoes. Someone would have had to put the windshield wiper fluid down. Someone would have had to electrocute this chair so there's a lot of means there right clara and peter were there early uh same with Kay. i'm intrigued by Kay saying to stay still because that could be like stay still i need you to oh that could have been egging her on about fixing a chair or something sure. like that emily and uh b were mother b were curling at the time that it happened maybe they've made a distraction on purpose oh it could be like a little group of them did it um Saul didn't take photos of the actual murder so either it means he saw who did it didn't want them to get in trouble oh maybe Saul has another partner maybe working with someone yeah working with someone yeah I don't know honestly I have no theories right now tell me when I have to make one and I'll make one but I don't know there's a lot going on but the biggest is coming down to again I don't really want to know oh and then there's still L Right, and what's going on with L? Secondary storyline. This seems important. Right. Okay. I'm going to tell me when I have to make one. I'll start okay. thinking. So, okay. So first, I don't think I've confirmed this. They have confirmed that the chair was electrified and it was the generator. They think it was the generator strapped to the to the chair. So that that is how they think the charge was given to her. Um, and they also are kind of questioning if the heater was ever on. Because that's how the heater was powered by the generator, mm. right? Um, because so many people had mentioned how cold it was, it kind of seems like maybe the heater was never had never been powered. So it could have been that this chair was electrified the whole time. So you're saying that the heater couldn't be on and the chair couldn't be electrified at the same time? No, because it's the one jumper cable for the power. So Intriguing. So either someone moved it during the curling match to the chair, or mm-hmm. it was before. It's unclear. So Kay was sitting there. Wouldn't she have noticed... You if would, it was cold or not. They're asking and that question as well. What's-her-face wouldn't have noticed. Cece wouldn't have noticed because she had been drugged. Yeah, she was having hot flash. Yeah. A drug-induced hot flash. 
Interesting. Okay. Right. So Gobash, Gamash has now seen this eagle and something clicks in his brain. Mm-hmm. So he goes back through, he goes back to the incident room and goes back through Cece's garbage mm-hmm. where the tape had been found. In the, the ball tape. maybe, but no. No, the ball was found in the dump, mm-hmm. like the Williamsburg dump. Okay. And he finds what he was looking for. Uh, it had originally been written, Lemia had done the list and had written this the, down that there was a broken bracelet, mm-hmm. but he finds that it's not a bracelet. Pendant. It's a necklace. Pendant. With a pendant, and can you guess what the pendant is of? Eagle. It's an eagle. And okay. it matches the discoloration on Elle's neck and the yeah. sketch that he had had done of the um, cuts in her hand. Yeah, okay, so I have uh, known from the beginning that that was her mom. So, okay, I'm going to factor that in when I have to make a story, make a thought. So he's, he's sure that Cece and Elle are connected. He now thinks that it's mother and daughter, and he also yeah. realizes something. It's not Elle, E-L-L-E. It's L, the letter, is, is her name. Yep. Um, because they had called, remember, they had called the mission, asked, did did someone, do, do they know L? And they said, yes, we knew L, but he had never asked for them to transfer how she had signed her name in the book, mm. and she had just signed it L. Okay. So at this point, Gamash freaks out because he's thinking someone's killing these these women in this family, and so he goes over to the ha- Hadley oh, house. Three. And places a 24-7 guard to protect Cree. Because he's mm. worried about... He's worried now that her life might be in danger. And then from there, Bovar and Gamash go to the bistro to have dinner. And they're wondering... He's he's writing down those that those letters. B space KLM. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can I say mine before we like get to it? Yeah. Okay. So, L is her. CC. We don't know what CC's real name is. But there is a C. Yep. Okay, so we have B, C, K, L, M. So L could be her, C, C could be the C, K could be K, B could be Beatrice, M is I don't know. But then are they saying that maybe it spells something, like they're not in the right order, but we don't have any vowels, and they're in a wooden box, and they were like cut out. Yeah, like cut out letters. So do you think that Beatrice and K and Emily could have all been the same age? They, are, they have considered that because they were looking for um, Cece's mother in Three Pines since they were con- considering all of those women. Okay. It also could be last name. Emily yep. Longprey, so that'd be L. Um, Beatrice Mayer, that'd be M. K. Thompson, there's no T. Clara Morrow, that's an M. Leon, that's a L. Sol, Sol is Petro. I don't know why I'm thinking they're people. I don't know why you would keep in like people's names in a box. Yeah, there. Con- I mean, it's there's still this confusion. Okay. Uh, Gamash hasn't figured this out. Yet. Yeah. So he's looking at them. What's he think? Yeah. Well, we don't. He just is looking. Oh, that's it. Okay. I thought maybe. Yeah. I was, that's why I wanted to get my thoughts in right. ahead of time. Right. It, it, we are getting to the point. He is yeah. going to realize soon what what he thinks. Do you think is. I should make the guest yet, or are you going to get let me? Um, I would, if you have guesses of anything, keep going this whole time. You don't have well, to Well, I don't know. Do the... I know. I'm just trying to think because, okay, I, like, I'm trying to think if Cece killed her mom. Right. But it could have been Richard that killed her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, because the pendant did end up in... Garbage. Garbage. Right. I don't know why. I'm, like, convinced that Cece killed her mom. Mm-hmm. She recognized her outside the book thing. She is like, oh, my God, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, but it could have been someone else recognized it. So Clara did end up going home immediately, right? Yeah. Like, she was with Myrna. Yep. So I'm not saying it could have been, like, I'm thinking, like, what if someone recognized the pendant 
recognize that it was an I mean, Clara evil. wasn't with Myrna when she saw the homeless woman. Oh. She just met her afterwards for the car. But if you strangle someone outside a bookstore, wouldn't people have seen that happen? Yeah, I would think so. But maybe not. Okay. So it could have been Clara that, like, realized, but why would Clara? But then Peter, Peter's the one who gave her the Libyan ball. Right. I'm still, like, I'd be surprised if it was Clara, and I have no idea why Clara would do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not missing something. Clara's an artist. If it's because she said her painting was mean, that's bad. Like, that's stupid. This whole thing is just petty. Yeah. Uh, Clara inherited Jane's money. Oh, but I am thinking back to a line, because I just listened to that previous podcast where Emma said, so you're telling me that Jane died for no reason because Ben just thought that maybe she knew about him. Right. So maybe this author does like having people die for petty and no apparent reason. (sighs) I'm just like, who else was at the bookstore? The uh, The whole group. Like, Gabri, Olivier. Oh, right. Everyone was at the uh, bookstore. Kay, Was Emily, Richard at the... We don't know that Richard's there. Was Saul there? Because he's taking pictures? Um, we also don't know that. It doesn't... We don't think Cece and Saul are together. We just don't. But it could have been Clara bending over her and killing her. But why would she kill her? But then again, it could be... I'm still not convinced that it wasn't Cece killing her past. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all I got right okay. now. But then, if it was Cece that killed her mom, Cece wouldn't have killed herself. Right. At least in that way. I wouldn't think so. Especially because she was poisoned. Right. So... She wasn't poisoned. Like, this is... It was a harmless drug. Yeah, but she was drugged to... Okay, I just... But you can't... Like, the death was not... Like, she could be taking those drugs. (gasps) Oh, so maybe she did kill herself accidentally. But no, someone had to electrify that chair. Yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't think it would have been accidental. But. Could have been on purpose, though. Could have been. She would have had to know about electricity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we, oh! Who knows about electricity? The UW engineer. So, could be Richard. Could be Richard. Interesting. It's possible. Interesting. I'm just trying to think of, like, who has electrical work. Right. Could be Richard. Okay, keep going. Okay, so. It's two in the morning when they all wake up to the fire alarm, mm-hmm. which is like the warning alarm in the town that there's a fire somewhere. Okay. So it's Ruth, the, the fire. volunteer fire, fire yeah. brigade gets up and they find out that it's, it turns out it's Saul's rented cabin mm. and they get there and they can't save him. It's too late. Saul died. Saul dies in the fire. Could be Richard. Could have been Richard. So the next day, the fire the fire marshal comes and it's determined to be an accident. Mm-hmm. There was a buildup of creosote in the chimney that had what? caught in creosote. Cre- creosote. I don't, I don't know either, but something. The reason you have to clean your chimney is this: there's this whatever buildup, and that's mm-hmm. what had caught in fire. That's why there's chimney chimney sweepers. That's why there's uh. chimney sweepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can also like that's you can burn those logs that are supposed to cl- help mm-hmm. clean your chimney. Okay, maybe. Anyways, yeah. Beauvoir is not convinced. Of he thinks not. that this is. This is arson for sure. And yeah. that, like, they're not going to be able to prove it. But mm-hmm. he's convinced it's arson. And then Lacoste arrives back at the incident room. And she has the blood report from Elle's death. So this is... So I have you... Do you want to make your final guess on who killed Elle? The blood report. So she was vomiting. There had been... Uh, now they have the pendant. So there's blood on the pendant. 
of someone else's blood? Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay, well, my three people are... It's one of these three, in my opinion. Okay. Clara, Richard, or Cece. Okay. Okay. Do you want to pick one of them over the other, or do you just mm-hmm. want to... Richard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, Richard is easier, Clara. No, I'm picking... It's all three of them. It's one of them. You're doing... You're pulling my mom and dad. Guess yeah, everybody okay. and get the right answer. I didn't... I'm picking everyone. Thank you. Th- okay, but those sure. are my three people, okay? This will okay. help me... Want to pick a top two? <laughs> no. Clara, Richard, or Cece. I got, okay. th- I got three thoughts going on here. I get it, but it's not going to look as good on you if you oh. get the right answer with the Okay, fine. Okay, let's, let's, let's do this. Okay. So, I feel like Clara is an obvious choice because she bent over her and like at least admitted to it and had some weird god complex. Sure. Richard lines up if he did the other murder, if he murdered Cece. Right. And Cece, I'm still convinced. So let's do, because maybe it wasn't Cece that killed her mom, let's do Clara and Richard are my top two. Okay. If it's Cece and you made me not pick Cece, I'll be mad. So they get the the blood report from Elle's death. Of course, Elle's blood is on the Mm -hmm. necklace, as well as her daughter, Cece. (laughs) You're so mean! You can't pick three people. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay, so Cece killed her mom. So Cece killed her own mom. I knew it. Um, I'm I'm backtracking. You guys know <laughs> she made me pick another person. Thank you. Are you gonna pick Cece? No. If no. you guess three people, you're not right. <laughs> yes, you're, I am. You're wrong twice uh, and right once. It <laughs> outweighs it. Okay, well, fine. I knew, and I've said that from the beginning. Just you, like, have, you did say that from the beginning. Okay, so we're still convinced. You just second-guessed yourself. I did not second-guess myself. I was forced into picking <laughs> another one. And second-guessing yourself. No. You would, you're... Mm-mm. Guys. People, people at home, comment, comment on the Instagram post for this yeah. show and let us know. <laughs> I'm still saying that Kaylin is a swindler. She is. Tr- I. What did I say that would make you not pick Cece? I no, no, you didn't to- make any, You didn't do anything. But you made me not pick three people. I would have liked it better if you had picked one. I don't care. I wanted to pick three people. <laughs> That's not my fault that you want to guess uh, everybody. I'm not guessing everyone. I have three uh, theories. Uh, you guess three people. I feel like it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've got that under our belt. And then Gamash goes to see Emily. And they chat a bunch about God, etc. As I said, this kind of gets into the story. Mm-hmm. And she feels terrible for not helping Cree that night. She feels like she's part of the reason they killed Cree's spirit, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, um, Mother if and Kay Kree feel this way too. Cree killed her mom. And it's a triple or a double mom-killing daughter, mom-killing daughter. Right. That'd be an interesting way to make the story That'd be go. a take yeah I'm sure there's some greek <laughs> story about that so so he's there uh, him and emily are talking and he asks her who l was mm-hmm. and she admits that l had been a part of their group when they were younger living in three pines okay. it had been the four of them and it was short for eleanor mm-hmm. so eleanor was cc's mom's name so then m could be emily so we have k l Emily, Beatrice, and C would be... So... Clara, Cece, Cree. So, so she she admits that K is K, B is Beatrice, M mm. is Emily, yeah, L is Eleanor. And the C wasn't 
pasted on the box, remember? It was only inside of the box. Mm-hmm. And so they think that Eleanor or Elle had added C for her daughter mm-hmm. to the box. But then he goes, I think I know what BKLM stands for. It's be calm. Mm. And so she says, yeah, it was something we kind of realized that um, our names were able to like spell out this. Oh, so they were all like together. Interesting. That was able to spell out this thing. And so that's why they like, that's why Be Calm was significant in all kind of all of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and had trans- probably transferred to Cece yeah, from her mother. Yeah. yeah. Of this, of this. That's thing. intriguing. So when, what's her face is hating on her so much. She's hating on her like friend's daughter. And uh, Beatrice is hating on uh, It's It's unclear Cece. if they know who Cece yeah. is, because I don't know if they, they knew that... So what happened to... What happened to Eleanor? So, that, yeah, so Emily kind of goes into it, because, uh, so, Gamash pulls out the Lee Bien ball and the, the pendant, and kind mm. of asks her about it, and so she says, yes, the pendant, um, I'm gonna say Kay made it for them, mm-hmm. made it for Elle when they were younger, and, uh, it was... I... F- I don't know if it was because of the movie. I want to say no, mm. but I don't know how that happened to be. Mm. But Elle, they kind of describe how Elle was like, um, she wasn't able to sit still. Like she needed, there, she, there was not enough going on for her. And right. so she had wanted to go to India to kind of like discover her spirituality. Mm. And they decided that one of the friend group had to go with her and it had ended up being mother. And mm. mother had just had taken to her like she had found mm. her like she had found her meaning mm. from this trip to india but had done nothing for Elle. she still felt this kind mm. of like need to for something like she didn't know what she was looking for and so eventually she had moved away i don't even know that they knew she was pregnant like they had mm. lost sight of her for like many many years and then it was i think by chance they had found her again and known that she was homeless and so i think they had a tradition of seeing her every every year and like kind of helping her out or giving her Mm. food or or clothes or something they would but she Mm. she didn't want help like she didn't want their help she didn't want to come back to three pines she wanted to be left alone Mm -hmm. i think they had tried in certain ways and just it wasn't for her and so it's unclear how much they knew of her life Mm. after they had kind of lost sight of her um and so again it's unclear if she knew that they knew that she had had a daughter or if they had guessed that Mm -hmm. cc was the daughter we're not sure um, so I'm thinking maybe Kay could have realized when she was telling Cece to, like, yeah. stay still. Yeah. So uh, from from Emily's description, we're not sure if, mm-hmm. if they knew. And so then Mother could it. have realized as well. Yeah. At the, yeah. Possibly. Okay. Okay. I think you can now take your guess on who killed Cece. Okay. I think we're, I think we're there. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. One might say this whole time. <laughs> one, one might. Um, I have no idea. Like, my guess would be Richard. Mm-hmm. My guess would be, okay, my guess would be herself, but that doesn't make sense because then Saul died. So, my guess would be Richard. Right. Because he would know, he'd get the life insurance. I just feel like it needs to be tied into her mom dying. Okay. Like her killing her mom, and I don't understand how that would be. So then, it would, I, then my thought would be that it would be one of the BCOM ladies. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be Beatrice, it could be Kay, it could have been all of them together. But then why? And like, why would they be killing that? I also get married too many characters in this town, so that's why I think it could be Richard. I have no theory why. Okay, let's go back to our our motive opportunity means. 
Okay. Motive. Uh, Richard would get the money. Mm-hmm. Motive. Cree killing her mom. Mm-hmm. Because she's evil. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if it's a 12-year-old, I'll be mad. Okay, yeah. So we're going to stick with Richard. He knows about how electricity works because he's a UW grad. Something finally clicked in him that he's being brainwashed and everything. And then, you know, when he said at the beginning, like, what should I say? It's not just he's, like, putting on an act about being a blustering fool. Okay. Uh, And then he killed Saul because he was upset about the affair. And also maybe that he had some photographic evidence. Um, And Saul just burned the pictures. Knew it was Richard. Oh, but then Myrna said that she was with him the whole time, but they could be dating. I'm gonna go stick with that. Myrna and Saul, uh, Myrna, sorry, and Richard are dating, and mm-hmm. so it was it was Richard for insurance money. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So Gamash gets up the next morning, and then there's been a snowstorm, and he heads down to the incident room, and whatever, whatever, and he gets. Uh, Lemieux says there was a letter left there for him, and so he opens it up, and immediately, like immediately, is thrown into action. Hmm. And so he gets them to help him clear his car, and then he drives down to Williamsburg, to the lake, where he can see three dots walking out into the lake. Mm-hmm. And he thinks about how this wasn't a mur- this couldn't have been a murder that was committed by one person, mm-hmm. and how um, all three women, Kay, Emily, and Mother, needed to be involved in this, and how it lines up from the, uh, someone needed to connect the wires... Um, someone mm. needed to put the, the niacin in the tea. Mm. Someone uh, needed to create the distraction so that no one was watching yeah. CC. Uh, and then someone needed to take the cables off the chair and throw them into the truck mm. so that they wouldn't be found there. Because they weren't. But why did they want to kill Cece? Just because they hated her? It, it sounds like they did it for Cree. They, uh. they, they felt so bad for this girl who is being killed uh, from the I inside. Dis- I disagree by her mother and so he committed this this kind of atrocity and so he's Child watching services them. exist yeah yeah like, um and so he's she's more messed up from her mom being murdered probably yeah she definitely in both cases needs a lot of help <laughs> yeah so as he watches them kind of like walk out onto the ice he's gonna just let them go because do the they, same thing with the Arno because he's letting them kill themselves and then he realizes what he's doing and something clicks and he, he, he realizes and he goes back to get help mm-hmm. and so it's Billy Williams and a bunch of like other people who have snowmobiles and they go out and get the woman and bring them back mm-hmm. to the hospital um, and he's thinking in his head it's too late but he still has to try mm-hmm. okay so they they get to the hospital with the women and I think uh, Beauvoir arrives and Gamash and, and him are waiting to hear from the doctors and they come out and say that it looks like Kay and Mother are going to make it. They're going to pull through. But that um, Emily has already passed away. Mm. It was too late. And he goes in and he looks at the women. And he suddenly realizes that they aren't the killers. They were covering. And so he, he pulls oh, out his crying. car and was drives crying. to the old Hadley house mm. to speak with Richard. Oh, and it was Richard. He, they kind of say they're wondering if, um, they if Richard, Richard already knows that, they're, that, they're com- that the police are coming. Mm-hmm. And so they go in and find Richard and, and Cree, and he asks, will she be okay without me? And Gamash is kind of like, yeah, you didn't do anything for her mm-hmm. in the first place. And then he kneels down beside Cree and says, Cree, why did you kill your mother? Oh, that's sad. And then I want to read you this because it's even more sad. Oh, God. Cree felt the hot sun tanning her face and her long, lithe body as she lay on the beach. Her boyfriend reached out and took her hand 
hands in his and held them as he looked with such kindness into her eyes. His young body gleamed and glistened as though enlightened, and he drew her to him, kissing her gently and holding her. I love you, Cree, he whispered. You're everything anyone could want. I don't think you know how beautiful you are and talented and brilliant. You're the most wonderful girl in the world. Would you sing for me? And Cree did. She raised her voice, and the young man in her arms sighed and smiled with delight. I'll never leave you, Cree, and I'll never let anyone hurt you again. And she believed him. That's what's going on in her head. Hmm. Um... So she's kind of lost her mind. Yeah. That's sad. So it was a ma- mother killing daughter killing daughter. Yes, it was. Or daughter killing mother killing mother. So they're still saying that Cree did it all, even though a second ago Gamash was like, you needed multiple people to do this. Well, that's what he had thought. And then he, so that how they kind of go into it is they, they break down how she would have been able to do this. And so mm-hmm. their idea is that, that she worked on the lights for several years for the Christmas pageants. Right. And had a, like good oh, I knowledge. I forgot about that. I knew there was, there must have been someone. Okay. Yeah. And then they've also talked about how smart she was and how mm-hmm. she like got A's on, on every subject. And we didn't know this. But they had just learned about niacin in their science class. Mm-hmm. And so she did have that knowledge somehow. Okay. And so, yeah, she knew about the electricity. Um, and so they think that she just was so out of it that she just did it all in front of everyone and mm-hmm. no one noticed. Like, that's that's honestly their thought. Yeah. But and what you're saying that they did need multiple people, Kay did throw those wires into the car. Mm-hmm. And um, they were kind of covering for her and saying that they didn't see anything, even though Kay had seen... It wasn't that the cables needed to be attached mm-hmm. later, like during the curling match. It was that someone needed to put the chair out off tilt, as right. you were saying. And so Kay had seen Cree come up and push on the chair. Mm. Um, and it had been, then that is what Cece ended up getting up for to straighten the chair. Um, and they had been covering for her. So when mm-hmm. we were talking about multiple people, no one had noticed Cree except for Kay. And Kay covered for Cree. Right. And Emily died? Emily died from... Uh. from Suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other women, it didn't get to them in time. Really, like just the cold? Yeah, from the cold. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I feel like this is a bit different than Agatha Christie because, like, yeah, there's a lot more, like, of people just losing their mind and, like, being upset. And, yeah, like... it's it's not the same. That's kind of what I was trying to say. Like, you could get it, but also, like, you either, it's, mm-hmm. you either, like, are, like, fixate on this person and are, like, mm-hmm. of course. I don't know. I just didn't think that the 12-year-old was going to do it. Yeah. But, like, you know, I... I like, I'm, like, I mentioned it a few times, but I just never really took hold of it would actually be the 12-year-old. I forgot about the lighting thing. I even made a note about it, because, like, yeah, I was trying to think of, again, the the means, who knew about electricity and stuff. Oh, no, I just wrote good voice. Okay, so I think this is the last thing that I wanted to clear up was... Um, it's like new uh i want to say new year's eve and mm-hmm. richard leon is sitting in his workroom uh he made small inventions in his so they're side. gonna so they're gonna put i'm assuming Cree does not go to, does she go to prison or she go to a mental hospital yeah she goes to a mental hospital okay and maybe a bit unclear if if she's gonna be tried at all but it's mm-hmm. definitely like no she's gonna be a mental institution no, she's for, the child for sure so it's it's um new year's eve and Richard has just received that morning a Christmas card from Saul Petrov, mm. who had written out, this is a, we think ties into his, like, wanting a fresh oh, start. so did he kill himself? He had explained to 
um, apologized for the affair and said that he had the role of film he had burned was of CC in compromising positions and he had been planning to use it as blackmail but then mm-hmm. he decided that no he he's just gonna he would burn it and because destroy that he was starting afresh yeah um, and that he hoped Petrov ends the letter by saying he hoped that one day they might be if not friends at least friendly since they would almost certainly be neighbors because he wants to move into this mm-hmm. this house. And so it surprises Richard that he actually, the letter means a lot to him, and he thinks that Petrov, they could have been friends. So it was an accident. So it sounds like this was an accident, that no. the fire was an accident, and that no one, no one had it out for Saul. Yeah, I don't think Cree would kill Saul. I don't think she had the means to do that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other person I think it could have been was Richard. Yeah, it doesn't sound like from this letter was him. It doesn't sound like it. Okay, my only, like, last thing that I'm like, why did she kill her mom? Why did, uh, Cece kill her mom? Cree. Oh, Cece. Yeah, okay, Cece yeah. kill her mom. Like, that's, Cree makes sense, but Cece, I, I don't get it. Like, so it was, it was kind of exactly what you're saying, is she, just she had built up this entire yeah. mentality of how amazing her mother was. She put her in, like, this warrior position, mm-hmm. right? And how based her entire business ideas off of this Lee Bien ball and like uh, her mother and then she sees her mother who they think Cece's new book posters would have been kind of all over oh so it's their purpose they think that the mother knew that she was that's why she'd moved to the bookstore because that was the other thing of like um Ren Marie the wife Mm -hmm. she kind of talks about how that that's not normally where that woman was she was normally at this other place why Mm -hmm. was she in front of the library why was she in front of the bookstore no so they think she was trying to see Cece and so they think it did happen and that Cece saw her mother and saw what she'd become and she was nothing like this image in her head that she had created for her mother Mm -hmm. and so exactly what you said it just sounds like it was in like a fit of rage that she had strangled her they think that she ripped the necklace off of Mm -hmm. her mother to, because it's it's now this symbol. This eagle yeah. is her is her logo. It's this symbol. Um, Elle had grabbed it back, and that's it grabbed it so hard that it had cut herself. Mm-hmm. And then Cece had killed her, and later taken the necklace. Mm-hmm. And as you said, did they think that she threw out the necklace and the DVD because she was like, oh, "This is yeah. disgusting. Like this is not who I thought." But that the Libyan ball was so, held even more meaning to her, and so they think she had discarded it on a different day and had gone to the dump and placed it. As, as Peter had found it, care- like basically placed carefully at the top mm. of the dump, because hmm. she couldn't um, bring herself to mm-hmm. destroy it. Does that explain yeah. a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it's a different book. Like you know, I feel like yeah, it's yeah. You, than, like, you can't go Christie. into it with the same mindset necessarily yeah. as Nathan Christie. Um, that was good. I'm just surprised that they're getting. I guess the, those characters aren't gotten rid of. I guess. A mother being K, they they can come up again, I guess. Yeah, they can come up, and so same exactly with Clara. I didn't want to say anything. It sounds like Clara is going to be one of the lasting characters throughout mm. these books. So I don't think she's going to do anything, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also unclear because they all. I think so. Clear, there's the setup so... that all of them could be yeah. bad guys in the future. She could have known, I guess, about Clara's painting then from, like the women. That's they do ask the women, and they're adamant that they never would have shown Ella a picture oh, okay. of Clara. So it is. Oh, it's God. Uh-huh. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Any other loose ends? Mm, I think that's about it. I'm a little. I mean, I'm not disappointed, but it's like okay. Like it's just sad. It's just yeah. sad. Like I I realize that so far in these books, we've only seen people really people just kill their mothers. It seems like. Oh yeah, that's true. Now we have three mothers that have. Been killed. So, oh well, no, she he killed Jane. Yeah, he also killed Jane. Yeah. Anyways, interesting. Who mm-hmm. knows? 
Thank you all for listening. Thank you for Charlotte for coming on as the first guest of season two. Crazy. And um, if you liked this story, there are plenty more from the last year that you can go listen to. Um, Tuesday Night Mystery Club, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I will give. I, mean, I would really recommend uh, an overdose <laughs> of death, the first one. Um, also, the coming of Mr. Quinn. Oh, and the death on the Nile, of course. Right. That's a fun one. That one's different. That one's me and Caitlin both read the book. Okay, so I just was listening ones that I was in. But um, <laughs> me and Caitlin read uh, Death on the Nile. Both neither of us had read it, and it's a famous one. It was supposed to be for the movie, but then who knows when that will ever come out? Um, and uh, especially with Army Hammer now going having some issues. Um, anyways, he's a, like he's he's playing what's Doyle Simon Doyle. Um, so we, we, we read the book, neither of us had read it, and then, like, we're making guesses and then talked about it. It was a good, it was, it was, was a, a good, good story. Yeah. Listen to Death on the Nile. None of the other ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you can go listen to those. If you, uh, haven't already now gone to the Instagram and signed up for the contest, if you would like to come on as a guest do and it. try and guess your way through a murder mystery, please go do that or email me. Again, the email is um, TuesdayNightMysteryClub at gmail.com. You can also support on Patreon, patreon.com slash TuesdayNightMysteryClub. If you want to start your own podcast, I have an affiliate code for you can get one free month on podbean.com. I will leave the link to that in the description of the podcast. And oh, the Instagram is TuesdayNightMysteryClub. I don't know if I ever said that. <laughs> I would like to thank my current patrons. We have in the Inspector Gamache level, Shelley Tsao. And then in the Miss Jane Marple level, we have Michael Borello, Debbie Kravis, Barb McLean, Emily Shilton, Alex Young-Davies, and Sarah Outhwaite. So thank you all so much for supporting this show into year two! Woo! Okay. That is everything. I will see you next week on the Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.